0: Welcome to Seren Lit. I am Kimberly Casey. I am a poet from Massachusetts originally, but I now live in Huntsville, Alabama. I've been here for about a decade now, and I'm the founder and president of Outloud Huntsville, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to inspiring community outreach and activism through written and spoken word. Um, I have competed in poetry slams around the country and venues across the country as well. I recently received my MFA from Pacific University, which is in Oregon. I am currently the poetry editor of Passenger's Journal, which is a fantastic group of people to work with, and I encourage you to submit your work if you're listening and a writer yourself. My first full-length collection, Where the Water Begins, was actually just released first of this month through riot in your throat press uh, you can find more information on that at riotinyourthroat.com um even though i'm from new england my connections to the south are very strong um, i came down here to visit some friends who had a studio at low mill arts and entertainment here in huntsville which is the second largest privately owned arts facility in the country and you don't necessarily think of progressive arts when you think of the south when you're from the north but um i came down here and fell in love i visited and within a week of working for the building i or within a week of visiting friends i was working for the building i fell in love with the community and this the way of life the pace of things it was so much less rushed than my time in boston where i got my bfa and it was just a wonderful change of scenery and no no blizzards or nor'easters was also an added bonus so um i i worked for low mill for quite some time and i had traveled around the country a bit um, after my initial visit down here but something about huntsville kept calling me back Um, I came back here about three times before officially settling down full time about seven years ago. And the way that this city has shaped who I am today is, it's just been overwhelming. Um, And it's definitely influenced my writing, living in the South. Um, Through running my nonprofit down here, um, it's just so much more meaningful where growing up and and going to poetry readings in boston you could go any night of the week and stumble down the sidewalk and you'll find your way to a different poetry reading Uh, down here it seemed fewer and further between the access to the arts was more essential and vital um, as it was so much more scattered but there were so many strong voices um, so many beautiful voices that needed an outlet so um through this community and through living in the South, I've had more passionate conversations, more honest conversations um, than I've ever had, I think. And I think growing up in Massachusetts, there's this kind of ease of saying that you live in a blue state and you live in this progressive area. And those important conversations become less urgent um, and there's a bit of passivity there, um, A bit of passing the buck, I, I'd say saying is that, you know, it's it's a little more urgent down in the South because there are still things happening like with the recent Texas abortion ban, there are things happening in the South that are still um, keeping people oppressed in a lot of different ways. And though those things happen, across the country, no matter where you are, um, the conversations are more urgent and they're more active in the South. And that has influenced my writing and just who I am as a person and as a community organizer. Um, My biggest fears when creating it, 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 it always was that vulnerability and that urgency and finding where I stand in those important conversations. And I think through my time down here, and through my time at the pacific university mfa program i was really able to find my voice and establish my footing and say here is where i stand among these amazing people and among these this amazing community and among all of these urgent conversations i think it's been really eye-opening this this creation of this book in particular um to just face that vulnerability head on Um, putting together where the water begins um, it's it's just it's dense it's heavy it's sad it's full of grief but it is so healing and necessary at the same time this book of poems it, it, it it's about grief it's about mental health it's about addiction it's about the things that we carry within us the things that we inherit from our 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 parents and generationally before that, it talks about how we learn how to heal from the people that uh, raised us and from the ways that we see others uh, carry trauma and how, you know, to kind of analyze the core of us. But it also antagonizes the idea of. Mental illness and addiction being defining characteristics of people. People are so much more than their addiction or their illness. And we often think of these statistics in defining ways. And that's not the case. There are humans underneath every single one of these issues. And we need to memorialize that. We need to honor that. We need to remember that. Um, we need to carry them as full people in our memories rather than just the things that killed them. Um, and, you know, that, that that there's a lot of loss in my life um, from addiction and suicide. And it's, it's hard not to just remember the bad, but we have to challenge ourselves to do so because we owe it to those people that we cared about because they are more than their you know, their their illnesses and their traumas and their own trials and tribulations. Um, and it also questions memory quite a bit, um, the fluidity of memory and how we can remember things differently um, as we age because what's important sticks out to us differently. Um, we have different priorities as we grow up, so what we're remembering about the past shifts based on that. Um, And I've always found memory so interesting in in its fluidity, which is why there is so much water reference in this book, um, where the water begins. Water has also been a very big source of healing for me. I always go go find a body of water if I'm ever in absolute need of just some calm. So um, this book has been incredibly important to me um, to get out into the world. To pay honor to the people that I lost, but also to remind people who are going through a lot of their own personal grief or personal mental illness issues um, that they're not alone, and that it's okay to be vulnerable, and that it's okay to talk about these things, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't define us. It's, we are more, we are more than our mental illnesses, and, and I certainly had to come up against that, being a person who has depression and anxiety. I, I, I Still struggle with sometimes feeling like those things define me, but I'm so much more than that. Um, so that's that's a lot of what this this current project is is about, um, and it's with Riot in Your Throat Press, which is a new independent press run by Courtney, who is an absolute wonder of the poetry community so i encourage you to check out riot in your throat on social media if you can um, and see the amazing other projects that they've been putting out as well um i had a lot of amazing influences in writing this project specifically i mean it came from the base of it is my master's thesis from pacific university so this would not have been possible without the guidance of my um, advisors and workshop leaders, um, Dorian Locks, Ellen Bass, Kwame Dawes, Atem Shifra, Joe Millar, and Marvin Bell, and Shara McCollum. Um Those are poets that grounded me throughout this entire process, um, who who reminded me to not over-pad out the traumatic things to make them softer, um, who reminded me that it's okay to be deeply raw and vulnerable, um, to cut to the essentials of a narrative or of a story or of a poem, and um, remember why we're writing it. And um, so those poets have always been just, major influences in, in in their own writing, but then to be able to work so closely with them was the most powerful experience. Specifics program is very one-on-one You work with an advisor each semester, and you generate new work and send it back and forth. It's a low residency program, so um, everything is mostly online. But yeah, to just be able to say, I exchanged these really in-depth letters about form, and. Uh, vulnerability and, uh, you know, all of these poetic things with, with Dorian Locke, like, it's, it, it's a huge deal. And so um, I feel super grateful for that. Um, and I'm so grateful that their words and wisdoms have, have influenced this book. It's been an amazing process, and I'm grateful to have them, you know, pieces of them in here. And now I'm going to share a poem from Where the Water Begins. This is called Bottle Cap Collector. There are so many almost, my mouth has swallowed, that holding my tongue becomes my native language. The warped wood of the deck is still swollen with the weeks of rain. But I lie flat on my back and let the sun beat my bones pull off my shirt, nest it under my heavy head, letting my spine sink between the slats and stare at the bare trees above, waiting for the exact moment that death becomes bloom. And I wonder if my own body holds the same power. I still miss the man that walked with me the last time depression burrowed into me this deep. I wonder what could have been if I was more prepared if I had been going to therapy before we met, was medicated. I imagine an alternate reality where I asked for his keys just minutes sooner. This is the first day of sun where I don't feel like I don't deserve it, where I don't feel so responsible for his death. I still wonder why I called that night for the first time in months and why it happened to be just an hour too late. I memorize the surface of this blame, a tongue interrogating a wounded cheek. I pick up every stray bottle cap I can find and work the worry of my thumb into them, hoping to send a signal to its missing body. If you're interested in my work and finding more about me and what I've got going on, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kimberly C, the letter C, Poetry. And you can find my website, KimberlyCPoetry.com. There's more information on there. And I want to thank Melody and Sarin Lit for having me. It's been an absolute joy to share my work with you. You have been listening to Sorin Lit, a Southern Renaissance literary journal showcasing women, them identifying and or non-binary writers exploring the lingering South. I'm your Soren Lit founding editor, Melody J. Rogers. This podcast is an exquisite extension of our literary journal located at www.soarinlit.com. If you would like to make a donation to support our literary movement, Please donate to our PayPal. You can find us on PayPal by searching Sorinlit 4 women at gmail.com. S O R E N L I T, the number four, W O M E N dot at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.